1: Well, as we mentioned, uh, one of the reasons that hallway medicine is not going to be uh, resolved as quickly as the premier is promising is what appears to be a very difficult flu season that we are in for. And it is the height of summer now. And it's not usual to talk about it at this point, but I think that it is a very good idea. Now, the cause for this concern is the news coming out of Australia, where it's winter. Uh, Australia, New Zealand always give us an early indication of what's going to be happening. And hospitalizations are three times what's normal for this time. And there have been more than 200 deaths so far, according to that country's Department of Health. So what are we doing here? Well, on the government side, Ontario has already ordered an extra 300,000 doses of the high-dose flu vaccine. That's more than last year. And, of course, uh, those high-dose vaccines are given to vulnerable people, including seniors, and that brings the total to 1.2 million doses that we have. So I want to hear from you about your thoughts on this. Uh, Are you going to get the high-dose are you going to make sure you get your flu shot right nice and early? Because also, overall, on all of this, there's still that problem that's called vaccine hesitancy. A lot of people think, oh, I don't need to take this vaccine. The vaccine is harmful, um, it, It's and it's a bunch of baloney. That's the only way I can put it. The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free, 866 Seven forty four. Seven forty. I'm here with Dr. Iris Gorfinkel and Dr. Isaac Bogosh is the infectious disease specialist at UHN's Toronto General Hospital. Hello, welcome. Hi. How are you? Fine. How are you? Not too bad. Did I pronounce your name right? Uh,
2: yeah, Isaac Bogosh. Okay, it's like there one we of those, go. Uh, curses that you every every time. Iroh Skorfinkel understands
3: that.
1: Yep, yep. <laughs> okay, so first, Dr. Bogosh, uh, can you add anything about the situation in Australia and uh, also w- what strain of flu is
2: this? Yeah, great question. So Australia, as you point out, is having um, a, a tougher than expected influenza season. And as you also point out, it is winter in Australia. and They should be in the middle of their flu season, which, which they are. What's interesting about Australia this year is that the flu season started earlier than expected. It actually started a couple of months earlier than expected. So one of the unknowns is, you know, is this really a tougher flu season than usual, or is this just a flu season that started earlier that will also end earlier, and at the end of the day, it will have the same rough number of people infected? So those are still unknowns yet, but kudos to um, uh, the uh, Minister of Health for having the foresight to say, we don't have the answer to that yet. This has the potential to be uh, a tough season in, in Canada. Let's be prepared. Let's get more uh, flu vaccines available, especially for vulnerable populations.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that's interesting to me, and i like to bring in Dr. Iris, uh, She sa- so I've, I'm seeing an extra 300,000 doses of high-dose flu vaccine, But it seems to me, I don't know if this is as a result of foresight, that I think last year was the first year that it was approved, not that it was approved, but that it was covered uh, by OHIP. So people uh, could get it for free. And I think there were some supply issues for it. So maybe this is uh, just what was planned. Do you have any insight into that? Yeah, so I'm
3: a GP. And I can tell you from the perspective of primary care, this is where you generally get your vaccination or at the pharmacy. So so the patients that I saw had difficulty getting it from the pharmacy at all. I don't think it was even available. The high
1: dose, I don't think you can get it from the pharmacist. I think the high dose you have to get from a doctor. Right. So they would come in for the high dose.
3: And initially, I was only given a very limited number of doses. So you would think, I don't know, 50 or 60 doses would be a lot. In my practice, it was gone within three days. So that's a major problem. So patients were coming in to get their high-dose influenza vaccination, and it just wasn't there. So there were problems in the supply chain, which hopefully this year will have been worked out.
1: Yeah, so uh, I guess again, this this number came from a, a spokesman for Christine Elliott, and it's their job to make their minister look as good as possible. But I think that extra three hundred thousand was not necessarily to cover anything special, but but uh, to cover uh, you know what was not covered. Yes, uh, last year, Doctor Bogosh.
2: Tough to say, I, and I don't have the numbers at my fingertips. Uh, but in all fairness, anything that we do. As a medical, scientific, public health community, as a government, anything that we do, any policies that we take to make it easier for people to get the influenza vaccine, I think that's a step in the positive and in the right direction. And as you pointed out at the beginning of the show or at the beginning of the segment, there is, uh, you know, some issues with what, what we call vaccine hesitancy and it has some other names as well. And that's a, that's a huge problem and we know influenza, there's this big misconception uh, misconception around influenza. People think it's just a cough or a cold, but no, influenza is a very severe viral infection. It's not the sniffles. It's not a cough. It's not a cold. It's a very severe viral infection, and we know globally, every year, it kills over a half a million people. Over a half a million people die of influenza every year, so anything that we can do to reduce the risk of Death or disability from this, uh, we should and and a huge component of that is vaccinations. Of course, we know vaccines aren't perfect, especially the flu vaccine. We know some years are better than others, but we still know when you like, sift through all the data, and there's tons of data. Uh, if when you sift through all the data, you can see that overwhelmingly, people who get the flu shot do better. People who get the flu shot have a far less probability of death uh, compared to others, and uh, and you know by having more high-dose vaccines available this year, great.
3: I totally agree with Dr. Bogosh, and I have to add, if you take a look at those deaths, who's dying? And we know that 70 70 to 90% of the deaths are in individuals over the age of 65. That's the Zoomer population. And if you take a look at hospitalizations, we're talking about 80% over 65 account for the hospitalizations so the majority of deaths, the majority of hospitalizations are coming right from the Zoomer population. It is imperative to get the flu shot and ideally the high-dose flu zone.
1: And, uh, you know, it's, it's not even just that. For a lot of people, this leads to a loss of independence. They're still doing okay at home. They have a bad case of the flu and suddenly they can't go home.
3: It's, it's oh, 100%. Life changer.
2: changer. I mean, oh, go ahead.
1: So,
3: you know, in the elders that I see, you know, um, I just want to reiterate the, the signs of influenza. I know it's a little bit early, but I can't help myself. So high fever is one of the earliest signs. Headache, muscle aches. So this is what defines it as influenza, a sudden onset of fairly severe symptoms right from the start, and along with usually some respiratory and occasionally gastroenterology stuff like diarrhea and nausea. But it's the fever that's the most predictive symptom that patients get, the headache, the muscle aches. So it's it's a big problem. And when elders get this, it totally knocks them out. So all of a sudden, they become dependent on family members, dependent on other caregivers. And that dependency is something that we definitely want to avoid.
1: Okay, let's take a quick call from Alan Scarborough before we take another break. Hi, Al. Hi. Do you get your uh, flu shot?
4: Pardon? What's that? Do you get your flu shot? Oh, of course, every year. Good. Because I'm a senior. But I think what we should do is stop that foolish handshaking and adopt a hand bump. I was at Scarborough uh, in uh, a senior place, and a man flushed the toilet, walked out of the stall, I was just leaving, and I saw him stop at the lunch counter Uh-oh. and shake hands with two other people.
1: Okay, we're we're coming up on lunchtime there. I, I'm not sure I want to hear any more of this, but I, th- well, I think we get your actually, drift, Al. That is
4: the God's truth, and I'm telling you, stop shaking hands, adopt the hand bump, and we'll avoid a lot of the flu.
1: Okay, thanks for that, Al. Let's hope he wasn't a doctor. <laughs> oh, that that's, that's wicked. And I want to start with a call from John in Toronto. Hi, John. Well,
4: good afternoon, Libby. How are you? Fine. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you for asking. Go ahead. My question is, when is the best time to get the flu shot? I get mine religiously every year. I'm currently 63 years old. I would like to get the extra dosage one, but apparently that, To qualify for that, you have to be 65.
1: I'll let Iris take that. Yeah, that's absolutely
3: true. You have to be 65 to get the high-dose one. And that's made, that decision was made for a reason. Because there's such a thing, and it's depressing to, to name it, called immunosenescence. As we get older, our immune system is not as robust in fighting certain infections. So the age is really 65 that we need that additional boost if you will. Now as far as when to get the flu shot, I would suggest at your first available opportunity. Consider it takes 2 to 4 weeks just for your aging body to mount its immune response. So it's not like you get the shot and then you're instantly fixed and you're fine. No, you have to wait 2 to 4 weeks for your body to have that immune response so that if you have exposure to that particular strain of virus, you will be protected.
1: Let me ask something cuz I think it it was partly what John intended. So for people who are, you know, I understand the government funds it at the age of 65. But for people who are close to that age, uh, I'm assuming you can get it if you'll pay for it. Is it worth it to do that? Or is there is there some kind of physiological reason to wait to 65? Because, you know, suddenly you're going to wake up on your birthday and not be different than you were. True enough. You know, these things are all on a continuum.
3: And could you pay for it? Yes, you could pay for it. Could the doctor elect to give it to you if the doctor feels that you're immunosuppressed enough to need it? So there is latitude. In fact, there's considerable latitude in our system for doctors to decide on an individual basis. So that's a really good point.
4: Okay. I was also wondering, if I may ask, um, the, the time between shots. How long should one wait before their, their next flu shot?
3: Um, it's one influenza shot per year. So basically, First twelve
4: you're getting... month period. Yep. Yeah. Thank yeah. you ever so much. You ladies enjoy your day. Thank you. Bye.
1: Okay. Bye. Bye. Uh, and uh, Dr. Bogosh, uh, again, do you know which strain it is with, with which of the H one? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So the data in Australia is pretty interesting, actually. And when we think of the flu types that are circulating, we often categorize them into two big uh, two big silos. There's influenza A and influenza B. And if we look at influenza A, it's often divided into H1N1 and H3N2. The interesting thing about in Australia right now is that all three types of flu, H1N1, H3N2, and influenza B are all circulating at the same time. Normally, Normally, there's one that predominates. There's normally a one of the influenza A's predominates early in the early in the season and then it peters out and then you see a little bit of B later in the season. But a lot, all three are circulating simultaneously. Luckily, regardless of the type of flu shot that anybody gets, whether it's high dose or lower dose or three components or four components to it, there's several different options available. All of those flu shots contain influenza A and influenza B. And it also contains the two types of influenza A I just discussed. So regardless of what type of flu shot someone gets, they will still have hopefully some protection against all the circulating flu uh, viruses uh, of the season.
3: Absolutely. And I'd like to echo what Dr. Bogosh is saying. So if I've got a patient who's in front of me and I have the trivalent or quadrivalent vaccinations available, and they may not even be high dose necessarily. It's more important to get the flu shot, whether or not it's high dose. So that's the priority just to get vaccinated.
1: Oh, right. You mean some other shot for some other thing. Well, I'm talking about
3: influenza vaccinations, because doctors have, there's so many choices out there. The one choice, and I want to know from you, Dr. Bogash, would you agree that older patients should not get the nasal flu vaccination?
2: No, absolutely not. I don't even know what that is. I would argue that young people should not get the nasal (laughs) influenza. It's very tricky to administer, and it usually runs down people's noses, and preferably people should get um, the, the injection. Of course, we know in, in children it's often very challenging uh, to get an injection into a child due to crying and squirming and the other issues. Uh, so I would say better the nasal than nothing, but uh, uh, but if, if, if as a parent, you know, I would, I would preferably give the injection over the nasal if that was a choice, and if that was a possibility.
1: Okay. Uh, we're basically out of time. So I'm going to give you 10 seconds each to wrap things up. Dr. Iris, what would you like to leave us with? Quick message. Once we're on the topic
3: of vaccinations, two things. Think about your shingles shot. Because if you look at the burden of disease, shingles is like almost number one out there. The chances of getting that are very high. So Shingrix, good thinking. The other thing is don't forget your pneumonia shot. And just to confuse matters, there's actually two pneumonia shots out there, the Prevnar 13, and the Pneumovax-23. So talk to your doctor about those and make sure you're vaccinated.
1: Okay, Dr. Bogosh?
2: For anyone listening who is hesitant about getting an influenza vaccine, you should really get it. It will help. It Certainly, there's just overwhelming evidence that you will have a much less, uh, there's much less of an opportunity for you to be hurt by the influenza virus. So get your flu shot.
1: Okay, Dr. Iris Gorfinkel and Dr. Isaac Bogosh, thank you so much for being with us.
2: You're
0: listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio.